Welcome, 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 and welcome you to yet another episode of Unpopular Podcast. It's your boy, Jalen. And before we start, I want to say that this episode is sponsored by Brax Candles. These are some of the best candles you have ever smelt in your life. Uh, they're for unwinding. They're for if you just want to be at peace of mind. I would get Brax Candles. I've had plenty of them, and I use them daily. So that is brx-candles.myspotify.com. Again, that's Brax, brx-candles.myshopify.com. Go get your candles today. So we were here with a bombshell this week, man. Uh, on Saturday, or last week. On Saturday, <laughs> nobody saw this coming. Andrew Luck retires. Uh, it was, <clears throat> one, it was, it was surprising because um, it came out of nowhere. Uh... I, I remember I was um, helping my cousin move, and all of a sudden I got a notification on my phone that says Andrew Luck retires, and I'm like, yo, did they? Maybe this is an accident. ESPN sent it, then Bleach Report sent it, then Sports Nation sent. It. I'm like, oh wow, like this is crazy, and it really got me thinking, man. Like he was saying, Andrew Luck was saying that you know for the past four years it's been a constant. You know, he gets injured, then he has to rehab, and then he does all this stuff, and it doesn't, it can, it's like a cycle, an uh, injury cycle, and, and he said he, he got tired of doing it, and I can understand that. I can understand, especially, especially when you constantly get hurt, and you get hurt year after year after year, and he was pretty much saying that it takes, a, it's a mental toll on him, that, you know, he has to deal with rehabbing and being the face of a franchise and answering all these questions and building his body up just to get injured again. Hell, he's and he was saying he's injured now. Uh, we've been hearing that he had a leg injury and now it's an ankle injury. And he was just like, you know, he wants to step away from the game. And I understand the, the, the frustration that fans have. Like, because if you think of the Colts, the Colts go as far as Andrew Luck will take them. Yes, they have a, a decent defense. Yeah, they have T.Y. Hilton. But they go as far as Andrew Luck takes them. If Andrew Luck is, is having an incredible season like last year, they go to the playoffs and they are title, contention, title contenders. If Andrew Luck wasn't there, and yes, Jacoby Brissett is an is a, is a okay backup. Well, is a great backup quarterback, but he's not the best quarterback that can lead a franchise. So Indianapolis is one of those teams that are, is solely dependent on how good Andrew Luck was. And the fact that he retires, now they go from a title contender to, at best, a middle-of-the-pack team. So when you see videos of him walking off the field, because they had a preseason game uh, on Saturday, when you see him walking off the field and the fans are booing, I kind of understand that because the fans know, yo, this might be the last time we're ever going to be relevant or until maybe they go get, you know, Trevor Lawrence from college football. But I get it, man. And, and 
it was an initial shock, like, yo, what's going on? But I understand. I understand. You know, he wants to he wants to live, man. He wants he doesn't want to deal with you see a lot of players that dealt with constantly dealt with ankle or constantly dealt with injuries in their career, constantly dealt with uh concussions. And now you look at them now, some of them are, are you know, are definitely not not right in the head. Some of them commit crazy acts. Some of them do crazy things and they just can't control it cuz you know, it's in their brain. So I understand, I understand why he did it. It's a tough decision, especially when, one, you've been playing football your entire life. Two, football makes you so much money. And and there was an initial report saying that he was going to give up like $58 million. But another report came out saying they, they reached an agreement. I think it's going to be more around $24 million. But it's just... It's shocker, you know. I I remember this. This really this really show uh, harkens me back to some of the greatest players to ever retire early. You know, you have uh, Jim Brown who retired at twenty nine. You have Calvin Johnson who retired at thirty. Uh, Rob Gronkowski who retired at twenty nine. You have Andrew Luck now that retired at twenty nine. You have Barry Sanders that retired at 31. Patrick Willis retired. I believe he was 30 or 29, one of those two. I think Gail Sayers retired early. Like you think you look at these players and it's like, what could have been? What what could have been? What happens if well, I don't know if if Barry Sanders would have ever won anything because that Lions team was trash. Same as Calvin Johnson. But imagine if Barry Sanders played on a solid team. Or imagine if Calvin Johnson played on a solid team. Like, imagine if Jim Brown, because I wasn't, clearly I wasn't alive when this happened, but from talking to people, they said that was one of the biggest shockers in sports history. Because if you remember, Jim Brown was not only, like, one of the faces of the NFL, he was one of the greatest players to ever play, just to, and at 29, just to quit, not quit, quit is a tough word, just to retire, like out of nowhere, kind of like what we saw Andrew Luck, it, you know, it, 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 you're never going to understand the, the, the psyche of a person, you're never going to understand, you, they can explain it, but unless you're them, or unless you live that lifestyle, you're not going to, Excuse me, you're not going to understand. You know, I see a lot of fans killing him as an Andrew Luck for quitting. Oh, I keep saying quitting. <laughs> Andrew Luck for retiring. Yet, one thing I don't see are, or one thing I do see is players and former players come to his defense. Because they understand the struggle it is to play NFL football, to constantly get hurt, to rehab, to continue to try to bounce back, to continue to go through the rehab process, to continue to go to the doctors and and try to get checkups, to try to get back on the field, to continue to get hit, to continue to, to, to be the face of a franchise. Like I've seen, you know, Troy Aikman had a strong, strong response to the fans. Uh, T.Y. Hilton had a really good response. Uh, Eric Ebron, um, Des Bryant came out, 
you see a lot of players. In fact, I haven't seen any players trash him. I've just seen all the players come to his defense. Because they understand this is, this is, first of all, you're dealing with someone's life. This is somebody's life that we're talking about. And the fact that it's on display and the fact that people are killing him, which, which again, I understand for the fans how they would be upset, but the fans aren't looking at it as a person, especially a person whose job is to get hit pretty much. So, I mean, Andrew Luck's going to do his thing, man. Andrew Luck, he's, he's, he's made a lot of money. Um, I commend him for doing this. Uh, I, I wish him the best. I mean, of course, I don't know him, but I wish him the best. I wish him all the, 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 the health that he, he, he craves. He was saying it's been about four or five years, or no, it's been about six or seven years since he's felt 100%. And that, that alone should, should, should justify why he quit, you know, I mean, not quit, why he retired, you know? And, and with this retirement, it made me go back and really look at the 2012 draft, which was highly, highly toted as the greatest draft we've ever had. And I'm, before I continue, I'm going to look at the top three and how Andrew Luck going number one, Robert Griffin III going number two, and Trent Richardson going number three. Going into that draft, a lot of people thought those, at least those three, were franchise changers. And they were. In more ways than they thought they would be. Andrew Luck, coming out of Stanford, RG3 coming out of Baylor, and Trent Richardson coming out of Alabama were, were the, the, the best college players that year by a country mile. Hell, in the draft, the Redskins drafted or traded up to get him. I think they traded from like tw- thir- three to two to get him as an RG3. Like I said, they all three changed are franchise changers in one way or another. You look at Andrew Luck, again, like we just said, Andrew Luck emerged as one of the best quarterbacks in college, I mean, in the NFL when healthy. But that's the part, when healthy. RG3 was electrifying. He was one of the best, you know, dual threat quarterbacks, uh, especially with his legs. And Washington thought they had a a player that can that can lead them to the promised lands for, gen- for 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 years and years was not the case. And if you really look in hindsight, that draft went exact or the, these careers went exactly at least those three careers went exactly how you thought they would. What was RG3's problem in Baylor? He would extend plays a little too long. And I'm not bashing RG3. I'm not bashing hell. RG3 is on my table. I'm not bashing RG3, but I'm I'm shining light on what was obvious at the time. A lot of people said RG3, and it's not even a lot of people. RG3 would try to extend plays a little longer than he should and end up putting himself in harm's way. And the fact that it's dealing with college players, you can kind of get away with that. But not, not, not in the NFL. 
So RG3 was exciting and electrifying his first, what, year for Washington, winning uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year, t- uh, taking them to a, a wild card game against the Seahawks. And um, what was that year, too? One of those years. And, and, and just being the hope or the like a hope for Washington. And then what happens? He gets hurt and continues to get hurt and doesn't know how to slide and runs into a Lodi Nahada in which completely derailed his career. Now, RG3 is back up to Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. You look at Trent Richardson. Trent Richardson was the most exciting running back in college ba- I mean in college football playing at Alabama. He was huge. He was strong. He was he was he was short, but he was big. But what what were the what were the um the red flags with Trent Richardson? A lot of people thought, yes, he was big and everything, but he's not the best at finding holes. And he was playing next to one of the greatest offensive lines in college football history. Now you look. Trent Richardson goes to Cleveland. It's a bust from day one. That set Cleveland back. Because I remember remember Cleveland thought that they had like a Jim Brown type player. No. Went to Cleveland. Went to, I remember he went to uh, Oakland. And then he went to the, uh, was it the, 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 the Canadian Football League or wherever it was? Those top three, of course, Andrew Luck clearly was the best out of the three, were supposed to be the, the, the crown jewels of the 2012 draft. Let me just name some players that went after them. There's a couple. Luke Keechley, he went ninth. Stephon Gilmore, he went 10th. Fletcher Cox, he went 12th. Bruce Irvin, he went 15th. Uh, Melvin Ingram, he went 18th. Chandler Jones, he went 21st. Um... Doug Martin, when he was good, he went 31st. Uh, Alshon Jeffries, he went went 45th. Bobby Wagner, he went 47th. Zach Brown, he went 52nd. Casey Hayward, he went 62nd. Olivia, Olivier Vernon, he went 72. Ah, and the big one. Russell Wilson went third round, 75th. So, Muhammad Sanu, third round, 83rd. Nick Foles, Super Bowl champion, went 88th. And T.Y. Hilton went 92nd. Lamar Miller, who we'll talk about a little later, went 97th. Kurt Cousins went 110th.
This probably was the best draft of all time. Josh Norman went 143rd. Yet we will remember this draft as the top three, which was, of course, Andrew Luck, RG3, and Trent Richardson. A lot of these people, a lot of people will say, well, this, this is the draft that could have been. No, 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 no. Those three are the, are the players that could have been. Andrew Luck could have, could have been the best, could have been the best point, I mean, best point guard, <laughs> could have been the best quarterback for years to come. He was trending upward, especially when healthy. RG3 had Michael Vick-like package. He just ran into injury after injury after injury. A lot of people thought Trent Richardson was going to be the next great back, it was going to be uh, uh, Adrian Peterson mixed with um, Barry Sanders. That didn't happen. So those three, those three, were more of the what it could have been. But we know what this draft could have been. Luke Keishley, one of the best linebackers in the league right now. Stephon Gilmore, one of the best cornerbacks in the league right now. Fletcher Cox, one of the best defensive tackles right now. Melvin Ingram, well, he, he dealt with some problems, but was a solid, you know, linebacker. Chandler Jones, a great TD, or D, uh, defensive tackle. Like, Russell Wilson, the second black quarterback to ever win the Super Bowl. Bruce Irving, a really good player. Alshon Jeffries, Super Bowl champion. Bobby Wagner, one of the best linebackers in college, I mean, in, in, in NFL. So this, this, um, this draft, to me, was, I, I, if, you, if you have a different draft or you have a draft that's better than that, let me know. But right now, this draft, to me, is the best one. And it's, it's just overshadowed by the top three. And how much noise the top three made coming out of college. Andrew Luck, I remember some, many scouts were saying that Andrew Luck is probably the greatest, was probably the greatest college, ba- college football player ever. That's what a lot of people were saying. I wasn't the one saying that. But a lot of people were saying that. A lot of people were saying RG3 coming out of Baylor was better and is going to be better than Michael Vick, is going to be better than a Cam Newton. I remember people saying Trent Richardson was going to be the greatest running back that Alabama's ever had. Remember, Alabama also had solid, solid running backs. So, you know, that, that, that's, just, that's just something that we, you know, We just, we, because the top three maybe didn't pan out as we thought, we forget of how stacked the 2012 draft was. And back to my original point, I want to, you know, say shout out and commend Andrew Luck for doing something that's, that's, that's that tough. Uh, he, you know, he choked up in his presser and, uh, you know, I wish him nothing but the best. I really do. Nothing but the best. I hope that he's able to get, you know, 100% healthy. I hope he's able to live his life. For fans that's killing him, for you, especially fans that are non-athletes, you will never understand the toll an athlete has to go through. 
just to play on a Sunday or just to just to get on the field for practice or just to get like one one thing that you should the one thing that 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 should never be forgotten. I don't remember where I saw this, but I remember there was an article that came out and or or an interview and they're saying that NFL players after a Sunday game can't even get up to practice till Wednesday. They say their body's so sore Monday that they just rest all day. Tuesday, they have to get treatment. Or Tuesday, they have to get a full day of treatment. That's how legit and how serious the NFL is when, it, you know, and how tough it is. So, I commend, you know, I, I, I pray Andrew Luck finds the health and any, everything he's looking for. And, you know, shouts out to him. He, he came in for a short time, but it was a, it was a, it was, he's, he will go down as one of the best quarterbacks that the Colts have ever had. Probably second best. Because they said Peyton Manning. But, you know, I don't take anything away from Andrew Luck. I don't have anything bad to say because I, I don't, I'm not in those shoes. So, you know, shouts out to him. Uh, college football's back. I'm not going to do a whole breakdown because I kind of did it last, last week. There's no, there's, to me, there's no need to do a breakdown. Like, there's no need to do a, who what's going to happen in college football. I think that there are, there are, um, There are two teams that are leaps and bounds above the rest. And that is Alabama and Clemson. They both have the best quarterbacks. They have the best wide receiving core. They have the best defenses. They have the best coaches. They have the best stadium atmospheres. Those two teams, and I I say this I said this last week, and I'll say it again for people that did not watch or listen. Those two teams will be playing for the national championship yet again. I think this will be the third or fourth straight time. And I have Clemson because, to me, they have the best quarterback, and they have a better defense than Alabama. I have them. Oh, and they have a – I don't know. I think Alabama might have a better wide receiving core. But I have Clemson winning it all. There's no and that there's no analysis that needs to be broken down. There's no the they are the two best teams by a country mile. And the crazy thing is, I'm an Oregon fan, and Oregon has no shot to beat to even come close to beating Clemson or Alabama. In fact, I think nobody has a shot of beating Clemson or Alabama to make it to the college football playoffs. Clemson doesn't even have that tough a schedule. I mean, they have, you know, they have to play uh, NC State. They have to play South Carolina, which would be tough, maybe. But other than that, they, they don't really have North Carolina at North Carolina, which is always a sneaky game, but they, or Syracuse. But they don't have to play anyone really tough. And we all know how cupcake-ish Alabama um, Alabama schedule is. I mean, I think the, of course, 
the best the best team they have to play is um, Texas A&M. Uh, of course, they have to play Auburn and LSU. The toughest is probably LSU since they're ranked sixth right now. But I believe they play LSU at Alabama, so there's that. So if, if Alabama loses a game, it, it might 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 be... LSU. But other than that, the next time they lose, in, or the only time they probably lose in, is um, is the national championship. To me, uh, that's what I think. Against Clemson, and that and, and and that really shows to me how how much parity. Like, think about it. Who can you say right now, especially after watching what we saw against Florida? And Miami, which Florida was came in as one of the, you know they returned I believe you know five or six starters on the defense. Um, they returned their quarterback Felipe. Um, Miami wasn't ranked, but they you know that's a big rivalry, and they were trying to get into the rankings. And both of them looked trash. <laughs> they looked un, out of sorts. They looked like they didn't know really what they were doing. Now I get it was the first game, but that did nothing I saw with Florida, who was ranked, I think, eighth, made me think and say, you know what? They could really dethrone Alabama. They could really dethrone Clemson. Nothing. And I think that's what we're going to see all, college, all year. All year. Yes, college football is exciting, and we're going to watch the games. We're going to see the big rivalries. I mean, I'm excited to watch Oregon against Auburn. That's the, that's our first game. I'm excited to watch that. Yet, huh, I kind of know what the ending is going to be. It's kind of like it's kind of like uh, what happened last year with the NBA. If it wasn't to me, if it wasn't for Injuries, Golden State would be three would, would have three peated. Hell, Kevin Durant went out, Clay Thompson went out, Steph Curry was dealing with injuries, Andre Gudala was dealing with injuries. It's like your core all dealt with injuries at the same time. And DeMarcus Cousins, I, DeMarcus Cousins was coming back from an injury, and he wasn't right. If it wasn't for injuries, Golden State would have three-peated. And the narrative of, okay, no one's beating Golden State would have been true. In fact, all people kept saying all year was the only way to beat Golden State, the only way Golden State's going to lose is injuries. And what happened? They ran into injuries. Are you telling me? Do you telling me? Do you think that Golden State would have lost against Kyle Lowry, Serge Ibaka, and Danny Green, if they would have had a healthy, a healthy Steph, a healthy Clay, a healthy KD, a healthy uh, DeMarcus Cousins, and a healthy Draymond, and a healthy Andre Iguodala? Yes, they had Kawhi playing out of this world, but that's one player. And don't get me wrong, Steph Curry only had like a, like a dislocated finger on his non-shooting hand. I'm not taking that away from him, but, you know, 
He wasn't 100%. And he averaged 30, 30 and a half points in the finals. So I'm not, I'm not talking about... All I'm saying is <clears throat> the only way I see Clemson and, Ala, and Alabama not making it is if one of them or both of them have catastrophic injuries, which I'm not wishing that upon anybody, but that's the only way I see Alabama and Clemson not going to the national championship. So there's that. Um, let's stick with football. Uh, the NFL season is coming as well, and there's a lot of you know with the with the preseason <clears throat> coming to an end or you know unwinding. There's a lot of big storylines that's coming. You know that's that's that we'll have to see play out in the season. One is the, the rookies. Daniel Jones looked a lot better than we thought. Uh, Kyler Murray looks lost, but it's not just Kyler Murray. The entire Cardinals offense looked terrible. They look horrible. Now, I don't know if that's, I know Cliff Kingsbury, which is the coach, came out and said that, you know, we're not going to run a lot of plays in this and third, but they look horrible. They, they look so out of source. It's not even funny how bad they look. So, you know, we got to see how, you know, because it's not just, it's not just the offense, but there's no help around Kyler Murray, except for Larry Fitzgerald, but he's getting, he's getting up there in age. They're all, they have one of the worst offensive lines in the football, in, in NFL. They have one of the worst defenses in the NFL. They have one of the worst wide receiving core outside of Larry Fitzgerald, but like I just said, he's getting older. They, they do not have a lot of pieces. The, the best piece they have with Kyler Murray is what uh, David Jones or David Johnson. And and I don't know. David Johnson ain't really moving the needle. So it that uh, um yeah, that's 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 bad. That's I don't they're probably gonna be near the top of the of the of the draft again next year. Another big storyline are the, the 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 veteran quarterbacks. And and how you know how is is New Orleans going to bounce back, especially after what happened the last two years? We forget about the 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 incredible catch that happened two years ago with with um, Stephon Diggs and the Minnesota Vikings. We forget, and we can never forget about the non-called pass interference that drastically changed the the Saints' chances of making it to the in a uh, Super Bowl last year. How are they going to bounce back? How is Aaron Rodgers going to bounce back after a rough year dealing with injuries and, and everything? How is um how are how is uh what's his name? Philip Rivers going to bounce back after being really close to contending for a Super Bowl? How is how is um Tom Brady going to going to come back after winning the Super Bowl and you know, a lot of people toting his wide receiver core and, and his whole team being probably one of the youngest he's ever played with. Like, there's a lot of storylines. And then we have the injuries. Cam Newton uh, injured his, we all know about his shoulder, but Cam Newton injured his ankle in the, like, third preseason game. Uh, how, is, how is, you know, they say it's, a, it's, it's nothing serious and it's just precautionary caution. But how is he going to respond? Um, 
Lamar Miller, which I send out prayers to him. He tears, tears ACL. He's been dealing with injuries a lot lately as well. How is Houston going to bounce? Because they lost him for the season. He's one of the most productive backs when healthy. We still have Melvin Gordon holding out for a new contract. We still have Ezekiel Elliott holding out for a new contract. There are so many storylines in, you know, coming into the, the, the league that it's, it's the excitement is starting to rise again. You know, there's been a lot of controversy with, with a lot. But now that the, now that football is 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 back in in play and back in swing, you know, we're we're really starting to 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 forget. Remember that there's always storylines driving hell. We still have A. B. and how he and Oak, Oakland's gonna do. How is Steelers gonna bounce back? How is Le'Veon Bell gonna play for? Um, the Jets, uh, the Redskins named Case Keenum the starting quarterback. How long is he going to be there? Because we know that every time Case Keenum is a starting quarterback, this team is also looking for a starting quarterback. So we have Dwayne Haskins. Is he because he he had a rocky, um, a rocky preseason? How is he going to do? Like, there's so many storylines. Uh, how is Russell Wilson going to do? You know, it, I'm excited to see. How is the Bears, you know, the Bears are, they're knocking on the door. They have probably the most explosive defense in the league. It's just, can Mitch Trubisky take them over the top? It's just a lot of storylines that we're excited to see and that, you know, I'm, I'm ready to see. So, you know, the, the, I think the, the, the official season starts maybe in a week or two. I'm not 100% sure. I didn't look it up. <coughs> Excuse me. But... The NFL's back. Football is back. College football started on Saturday. Um, and the NFL starting soon after. So football is back. You know, there, there's always that there's always that time between when the NBA season ends and the football season begins. That it's just a malaise. Like, what are we going to do? And thanks to an, a, a, a crazy, explosive NFL free, I mean, NBA free agency, that really kept us until the start of the start of the NFL or football season. So, you know, we had we had some baseball stories, um we had some tennis stories, but you know, those are the the big names. Speaking of basketball, it was reported last, you know, last week we found out that DeMarcus Cousins uh I think tore his ACL again or just tore his ACL while practicing. Um you know, I, 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 I talked about it here. We're still, you know, I still send my prayers out to him. You know, I'm, I never want to see anybody get hurt. You know what I mean? Especially somebody that's like him that continued to deal with being hurt the last few years. So, you know, he's out for the season. Um, and the Lakers needed an, a, a center, a replacement. And they brought on Dwight Howard. Now, a lot of fans killed him. You know, a lot of fans definitely hit him with the memes and everything. Um, and this is what I'll say about the situation. This all has to do with, or this all is contingent on if Dwight Howard can accept a, a role where he's not the man. He always says that he... he 
he can accept that or he's ready to accept that. It's just his actions have to prove that. He has to understand that he deal due due to injuries, due to the how the league has changed, due to his just his body and, and, and the team that he's on, he's not gonna be the man. He's not even gonna be the second man. He might not even be the third. He has to understand and be able to take a back seat. Hell, he might not start. Well, he's probably not going to start. And JaVale McGee might start. He has to understand that he's not Superman anymore. He can still be a solid, productive player. I mean, we forget, what, just two years ago, the man, or two or three years ago, the man had a 30-30 game for Charlotte. So two, three, or four years ago. He had a 30-30 game with Charlotte. I think he's been on like six teams last six years. If Dwight Howard is able to come in, accept his role, be productive, LA has a play has a has a has a great shot. And they have a great shot of, of winning the championship now, but their shot increases with Dwight Howard. If not, Dwight Howard will be out of there by a trade deadline. I promise you that. Hell, he signed a non-guaranteed contract, so they can really cut him for nothing. It's just, it sucks how a player like Dwight Howard, how great he was. Hell, his, his, his magic tenure alone makes puts him in the Hall of Fame. He will be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't care if you, nobody agree. I know nobody. I don't care if you agree with me or not. He will be a first ballot Hall of Famer. The thing is, that's really just for his tenure. For the, with the Magic, we forget how bad that ended. Nobody forgets his first stint with LA, even though he was playing with a, a you know a, a a bad back and a torn labrum and so many injuries he still helped them get to the playoffs and that was the last time by the way i think that was 2012 2013 that the lakers went to the playoffs but he helped them get to the playoffs then he goes to houston we forget yeah we remember the 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 tension that had it was between him and james harden but they made it to the Western Conference Finals one year. Western Conference Finals. We forget, um, you know, he goes to, to Charlotte. He had a 30-30 game. He goes to Atlanta. He had, a, he had a sneaky, quiet, really good year. You know, Dwight Howard, his, his off the field, well, off the court antics. Well, not antics. Let me not say that because he's not a... His personality makes him tough to play with, apparently. You know, people don't take him as seriously because you know, they think he's not serious. Uh, Dwight Howard will go down as one of the best players that the Magic have ever had. He's going to go down as one of the most physically dominant, well, physically, physical specimens at the center positions ever had. Because people forget, man, from 2008 to 2014, Dwight Howard was the best center by a country mile. Most physically dominant center by a country mile in that span. And 
his personality got in the way. Uh, it ended badly with it ended badly everywhere he's went. And the Lakers, the Lakers can either have a distraction or they can have a really good player. We'll have to see, honestly. So, um, anything else? Uh, I want to shout out Karis LeVert. He signed his, uh, I think, three-year, $52 million uh, extension. That's a player right there that really shows just, because he dealt with injuries as well, like a lot of them. Yet, every time, you know, he bounces back, he's still young, and, and he comes back, and he's a very important piece to Brooklyn, even with Kyrie Irving now and Kevin Durant. If they didn't have him, Karis, Karis LeVert, I would not pick them to win the championship. When Kevin Durant or when Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving is both are both healthy. I would not pick them to win the championship because I feel they need a, a solid third. You know, they'll have Spencer Dinwiddie and they'll have DeAndre Jordan, but DeAndre Jordan's getting up there in age. Karis LeVert is a perfect player that complements Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. He doesn't need the ball as much. He's a he's a great shooter, he's a good defender. He's he's a he's a solid solid above average role player, and he he's a spark plug, kind of like Spencer Dinwiddie. He's a spark plug, so he he goes perfect with a Kevin Durant and a Kyrie. So I you know he done that that extension was well deserved. Shouts out to Karis LeVert. And lastly, before we go, I I can't go without talking about Team USA. They lost to Australia, I believe it was like 91, 98 to like 91, and everybody went crazy. Hell, I went crazy. I'm like, dog, did we just lose? I think Australia was previously 0-66 before they played or before they beat Team USA against Team USA. Uh, and a lot of people were killing Team USA, man. Hell, that, you know, they, 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 let, they let Patty Mills drop 30 on them. Now, Patty Mills is no snout. She's still an NBA player, but he ain't no 30 points. You know what I mean? So, you know, they did bounce back this morning. I think they played like 5.30 this morning and beat Canada 84-68. to uh, Talent-wise, Team USA still has the talent to win a championship or win a you know, the FIBA World Cup. They still have the talent. It's just, will that talent all come together to win? Does that, will that talent mesh? Because you got to think about it. You know, Australia, Canada, uh, um, you know, Soviet or whatever um, Jokic plays for. They've all been playing, uh, Spain, they've all been playing for a while. They all know their team. They've all been playing for years. Team USA is compiling players that have only really been playing for a couple weeks together. And the big names aren't even there. I mean, hell, the big names that would have been this year, James Harden dropped, uh, Damian Lillard dropped, CJ McCollum dropped, Kevin Love dropped, uh... Clay Thompson can't even do it because he's injured. Um, Bradley Bill dropped. Kyrie Irving dropped. It's like the, they were expecting a lot of bigger names, 
And now they're, and, and, and this is no disrespect to who they have, but now they're playing with the Kimball Walkers and the Jason Tatums and Marcus Smarts and, uh, you know, Miles Turner. They weren't expecting those to be leading Team USA to victory. Yes, they still have the talent, and they should win quite handedly against any other team. So that's why, to me, the, the, the loss to Australia was, could be huge. But, you know, them back, bouncing back and beating Canada as handily as they did, you know, kind of, all right, maybe it's just one game. I mean, these games don't really count as much right now, not until you get to the, to the actual qualifying play. You know that they they start to matter. So we'll see. We'll we'll, we'll have to see because you know we'll have to see. But there you have it. That has been this week's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. I want to thank everyone that's listening. Thank everyone that uh, continues to listen and watch. Please subscribe to wherever you listen or watch. If it's YouTube, please. Even if you don't, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. I, I want that to. Even if you don't watch the podcast, which I drop every. T- you know, I drop the. DSPs every Monday at 9 o'clock, and I drop the visuals Tuesday mornings, please subscribe to my YouTube channel or wherever the hell you listen to it, whether that's iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, TuneIn. Please subscribe. It would mean the world to me if you did. Uh, If you have any questions that you want to send, I didn't do it this week because last week was extremely busy, but... Send questions, and I'll answer unpopular questions. That's every Thursday. I'm bringing that back this week. Again, man, I want to thank everyone for listening. Thank everyone for watching, and have a blessed, blessed week. Until next time, much love. I know.
know my thoughts are running wild Been with my style, it's just a trial run Just heard these kids don't know about Malcolm And I'm sorta heartbroken cause the elders lost hope in our youth And here I sit, dead in the middle Not a little boy no more, but not quite old yet Waking up in cold sweats Scared that I'm too disconnected from the kids' perspective The world ain't got no patience for some shit that's introspective So where in the fuck that leave me? Irrelevant, I guess Went from heaven sent to hell been intelligent but stressed in Oh, I swam for miles Only to realize the current Was fighting against me And I'm so tired Floating out Oh, from here on out I've got to realize the power Is learning to let go And just let God Good, enjoy the ride. Every yeah. day I rise, thank God that I am alive. Yeah, yeah. Swim good, enjoy the ride. Yeah. Every day I rise, thank God that I am alive. Uh. Permanent vacation for forever Some things you gotta leave behind Some people just like weather And seasons for that reason I know I always have a leg up Whether man for cast me dead last Think I'm just another nigga Maybe I'll be the next black beetle like Sway Lee Yeah, I know my worth These colonizers got to pay me Yeah, I had to go first Cause the rest would never last I had to show the positives For those that couldn't add Looking at the ads They only love us if I ask Out and so I'm out I got an Audi and it's bad I said that line cause niggas don't only respect you if you brag It don't work on me the same Don't give a fuck about what you have Everybody claiming boss None of you niggas got no staff It don't measure up the same What's a quarter to a half Of a whole lot of problems Nigga, who taught you to add? Where I'm from, we don't recognize That it's good math If you don't teach the ones That's coming up to multiply their cash Think for themselves Think beyond sales Everything we're worth Don't come with some whistles and some bells The ones that gotta leave behind Some ones you gotta bail Meek meal and working hard and too Talk, I'm a meek meal to keep it real The realest niggas I know always kept it real And I'ma tell you black on black Murder been whack Nine turn me up so they can hit me in the back Yeah And that's pretty hard for me When you see hope for niggas and where they all ought to be Scared to grow wings Birdman with a bunch of Carter beef That's old news Look nigga you're talking to mind me Smarter We had better conversations Sitting with barbers Putting hearts and heads of niggas Who don't think ahead Who taught you? School y'all, school y'all, welcome to the school y'all Teach you how to make moves without needing the U-Haul I was on you all when I was growing up Now it's you all that's all on these nuts I'm ballin', having a ball, and I got the balls to say it Who need inspiration? Well, you know where you can play it Carolina to the heart, nobody here gon' play us The day that we aspire, Carolina's where the layers I woke up feeling like Aaliyah, yeah, a million and one bucks Told these niggas I don't give a single million and one fuck rap Oh, I swam for miles Only to realize the current Was fighting against me And I'm so tired Floating out Oh, from here on out I've got to realize the power Is learning to let go And just let God Enjoy the ride